0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Tuesday, April 26th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Nevada Sports Net's Chris Murray says Nevada owes former AD Doug Newth the balance of his contract, minus 50,000 for giving him 10 days of notice. Specifically, that pencils out to roughly $383,000, or $27,381 per month for the next 14 months. There is offset language in Nuth's contract, so if he lands another job before the end of his contract, June 30th of 2023, Nevada would be off the hook for an equal amount of money as Nuth's new job pays him. Murray, on what the Wolfpack needs in a new leader, says, You need an AD who can close that gap by increasing donations, increasing ticket sales, and increasing revenue streams. Does the Wolfpack bring its media in-house and sever ties with Learfield, Does it do the same with concessions does nevada bring all nil deals in-house or use a third party wisconsin ad chris mcintosh officially started in his role july 1st of 2021 the same day nil opportunities went live more from the uw boss on how he thinks it's going i think what has been most gratifying to me is that nil at the university of wisconsin can deliver on what expectation our student athlete has We've got multiple examples of student-athletes with six-figure earnings from NIL. And we've got examples of student-athletes that have used NIL to build their own brand and position themselves to meet their own goals. And those might be more career-oriented. We have student-athletes that have captured the opportunity of a moment. And then we've got examples of student-athletes that have used NIL in ways that it couldn't have been used prior to a year ago to help fulfill altruistic or charitable endeavors. I think of Chris Voigt and what he did for his hometown." He then points to the relationship with Altius and the launch of the UW marketplace. More detail in the D1 ticker email. St. Peter's men's basketball tournament run will result in the max receiving over $1 million in NCAA distributions in each of the next six years, which amounts to about $92,727 per school per year. Canisius AD Bill Mar points out that when you think about it, for a conference with 11 teams, that's about 80 to 90,000 per school. That's not an insignificant amount of money, but it's not a watershed amount. Beyond the financial benefits, though, Mar notes the Peacocks run will improve the league's brand recognition as a whole. People are more aware of the MAC because of what St. Peter's has been able to do. The MAC got a lot of publicity for that, and now as our coaches go out and recruit, they can say. Look at what St. Peter's did. There's some really good basketball being played here. Eastern Kentucky's Alumni Coliseum will get a complete renovation starting in March of 2023 after the conclusion of the upcoming hoop season. New seating with chairbacks throughout most of the arena, hospitality and premium seating options, ADA enhancements and wider aisles and concourses, new locker rooms, player lounges and meeting spaces for men's, women's basketball and volleyball, state-of-the-art lighting, audio and video capabilities, and more. The Commonwealth of Kentucky's General Assembly Appropriation will fund the $31 million-plus project, which is slated for completion in the fall of 2024. College AD reports Miami is considering a number of facility projects, including potentially knocking down the Hecht Athletic Center, home to the Canes administrative offices, as well as an expanded football footprint to tie into its indoor digs. There's also talk of a dedicated recruiting space and enhanced branding at Hard Rock Stadium. Colgate has launched its largest campaign in school history. More than $410 million has already been committed to the $1 billion campaign for the third century, including $1 million each from 13 female graduates. The 13 Women Initiative will help fund renovations to Reed Athletic Center, including a new arena and competition court updated team and locker rooms, and a new health and performance center. The U.S. Supreme Court declined Monday to wade into Brown University's decades-long Title IX case over equality in women's sports, allowing the school's 1998 settlement with a class of female athletes to expire in two years despite objections from some current students. The justices won't review an October ruling from the First Circuit that cleared the way for Brown and the class to replace the original consent agreement, which indefinitely required the university to maintain equal numbers of men's and women's teams, with a narrower deal barring the school from eliminating or reducing the status of any women's varsity team through 2024. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T 5 for Tuesday, April 26th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in later this afternoon.